You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Well, following a party last night where these topics all came up, I figured I should go ahead and relate them in a succinct manner, if possible, on weight loss and how to maintain proper form in the American system with all the genetic strangling that's been done to our food supply and, or tightening, you could call it, um, and just all the other variables um, that we don't find in Europe and that we don't detect because we don't know anything else. So, very simply, if we go just easy, if you want to just eat lamb and seafood, you will survive amazingly. If just those two items, we're almost being pushed into those two items, to be honest with you, but um, typically lamb is imported. There could be American lamb, which is okay. Um, I don't know if it's better to go to order from colder climates, of course, if you have choices, of course. But if you don't, like in the South, sometimes they feed corn to the to the lamb. But that doesn't have to be a limiting factor because the genetics are stronger. They haven't been as diluted. And not yet, I could say. And the corn would still be um, less because of the nature of that exact animal. Of course, all the animals love to eat corn and, and everything else. But um, but in, in general, um, there's a certain percentage of that which would be respected. And so you're going to get the best you can get because the base genetics has been not marbled out. And so the marbling has basically ruined most of the American system. Um, So I wonder if we could just call that (laughs) this podcast, you know, don't lose your marbles. (laughs) But anyway, um, or don't outsource your marbles to, you know, the, the cows. Um, but, um, so those two ideas, very simple ideas and, and say steady with it. You have to measure everything. You have to get an exact, you know, amount. You eat the, uh, the fat with the, with the meat. You don't separate all that and do low fat and all that, but you get the lamb fat, the lamb meat, lamb broth, whatever it is in that combination. You buy roast beef, Costco, whatever you can get it there. Um, and you use that as your kind of a certain base, and then you control the portions a little bit, and you stay a little bit tedious on this stuff. And then once you break out of that tedium window of a couple, two or three months, you understand what you're doing. So that would be with your carb intake, with anything else. And it's not just like low carb and all that stuff, but because you need some carbs. And the problem with the carb argument in America is just they're not rich carbs. You know, you need like root vegetables and you need to learn how to extract blood from a turnip, which is an expression, but extract blood from the beetroot and ferment that and make kvass, which is an amazing blood tonic for your kidney and all your organs. It's very powerful. This one thing was the biggest reason that they had no cancer in huge swaths of Russia was because of beet kvass. So it's a big deal and it can repair organs. 
especially when combined with like gamma linoleic acid, which you can take in a dropper form three or four times a year. You do a cure or a treatment or whatever you want to call that. And this helps overcome some of the difficulty we have in obtaining that type of vegetable oil from any vegetables that don't have pesticide and all this other stuff all over them. So there's some difficulties we have now, even in the vegetable domain of like, just eat all these vegetables and stuff. Not so sure anymore. You know, maybe some greens and some parsnips, um, you know, maybe some rhubarb here, like maybe some, some cucumber salad with some buttermilk, um, a little bit of like romaine or something, um, carrots, you know, grated or, you know, um, and, you know, potatoes, if you can find them with that aren't, you know, treated in any way, I usually use russet, um, but don't have to, it just depends on what I can get. There's really not much choice here. There's only like a couple varieties of anything. Um, but all of that being said, you're trying to shape, uh, it's not like the obligate carnivores of many like islands and different types of areas in, you know, Mongolia. I mean, there's all sorts of areas where they were obligate carnivores. So it's not about just having lots of vegetables and stuff either, but especially here because of what they've done to all the vegetables and how the organic label doesn't mean anything. So barely means anything. Um, there can still be a lot of stuff going on in those vegetables. So cooking, of course, helps even with pesticides and all that stuff. Yes, it does. And you can turn all that into like broths and stews and you reduce by a large percentage your, uh, you know, toxins, you could say. Um, but, I mean, you want to start off with the best you can, of course, um, farmer's market, things like that. But... The animals are going to be somewhat the way out of this little impasse that we're in. So lamb and seafood can't go wrong. It won't, you know, it's just your, it's just, it's almost like you have to go against the grain. You have to go where everyone else is not going. Now seafood, you'd say everybody goes there, but not really. So what I mean by that is it's not just little like can of tuna and you're eating seafood. Uh -uh. Like it's like you got to become a little bit of a Korean Asian person. You got to become a little bit of a different person. And instead of going to like, you know, your HEB or your grocery store, you go to the H Mart or the Chinese market or I mean, H Mart is amazing because it's like Korean and they just have the biggest seafood section on earth. But you go there and you follow what people are doing. They have a whole area of ceviche which is like freshly cut and like amazing. They have like a lot of different types of fish from like herring and small fish and oysters and really good shrimp and just, just thousands of things you can follow. Crab, um, claws, all that stuff or, or, or lobster, you know, tails or just anything you can get yourself into. I mean, especially what's inside the lobster, which most people toss out, which is ridiculous. But um, <clears throat> I think it's called tamale or whatever. Uh, not the Mexican tamale. It's different, but anyway. Um, and you, you, you have to like change something there because there, you got to get outside the main herd in a way. And that's the key because everything's been aimed at the herd. So the Angus beef and all that stuff, marbling, it creates a marbled person, which is a sick person. And, um, 
you have to get outside of that. So you're like, but I don't like lamb. You have to get over that. And so you got to figure out a way to bring these things in, eat them with like mint jam and, you know, rosemary and thyme and, you know, whatever you got to do, you got to figure out a way to do it. It's just like with my magnesium I sell. People are like, oh, it stains my sheet. And like, I just don't like it. It's not the right texture. It's like, it doesn't matter. You got to figure out how to get this in you. It's a natural state product. And once they figure that out, and they realize it's just a way of trying to get this in and not try to change it by wanting it to be a cream or a lotion or different than it is, then things start working. So it's the same here. Get this stuff in. And, you know, Costco's great. They have, you know, wild salmon, uh, smoked wild salmon, and lamb from Australia, and um, prosciutto from Parma, which is the only prosciutto in the world that only uses one ingredient, sea salt. Um, they're fed way from the Parmesan production of that same region, Parma. So it's a it's a God's abundance kind of situation over there that we t- take advantage of. Um, <clears throat> so if you're going through all the hoops like I do, which is like ordering eggs from the Amish or finding these soy free eggs that are special, real small ones that, you know, whatever, or or you're going through all this trouble to get like the most amazing chicken you can get by taste, you know, where you've tasted them and you've done all this work at all these farmers markets and have figured out the best stuff in your region. Um, a lot of people aren't going to do all that. So this is an easy way to figure that out. I would say beet kvass, learning to make that from beets, uh, ferment that very easy to learn to make you just cube it all and add salt water and let it sit for a few weeks and then put it in the fridge for a few weeks and you're done but it, this stuff takes learning but it's powerful but you have to learn food you can't be deficient in k2 so you have to learn about the french foie gras this is going to be about you bringing the whole world in to help you um and so um or even the cosmos how about that but um And so just bringing this stuff in to where you don't have deficiency. So the magnesium deficiency, the K2 deficiency, which can be overcome best by, okay, emu oil if you want to go the supplement route. But better than that, according to me, especially for the protein-dependent millions of functions that we associate with K2, they are also tied to actual proteins in the substrata of the things that we extract to make oil from. But which are better in their natural state with the proteins. What does that mean? That means foie gras. The amazing taste of that is its protein matrix. It's not just its fat matrix. It's the protein matrix that makes that taste so good. And the taste is the vitamin. Sorry, but it is. So if you eat some fats and it just tastes like generic fat, like like sometimes an emo oil capsule tastes, uh, it has some in there, yeah. But that generic taste cannot be you know, magically thought of as being better than foie gras. I'm sorry. So no matter what analysis you throw together, and so, you know, you can use cheap substances to compare with your amazing product. Like you can use cheap pate and compare it with your product and say, see, ducks and goose, they're not not much in there. But you haven't really done the research to get the right stuff. So, um... Days are very important things to understand is you can't be deficient. Magnesium, topical, through the skin, but also avoiding the bad genetics in the American system. Avoid the whole marbling paradigm. It's ridiculous. 
We don't want that. Learn to cook again, meaning cook very rare. Learn to eat tartare, which is not your culture either. When it comes to like, you know, good genetics, you find the right genetics. You can also order from Longhorn cattle genetics throughout Texas on these farms and get good bones and other things to make broths and soups and feet. And that's smart, but that takes a little work. So if you don't have time for any of that, stick with lamb and stick with the lamb parts that you can get from different areas or frozen or online or whatever it is. So that's what I would recommend is lamb broth, seafood, and staying close to that and do the portions outright if you're trying to lose weight. So, um, and you know, you can do a little carb here, a little there, but I use a bread, um, which is a little Jewish star on it. It's a pumpernickel. Um, it's a true Bavarian pumpernickel, which only has rye as an ingredient. Um, and so they don't cheat by putting malt or beet or anything to make it darken the color, right? It's these big square, heavy blocks of like rye bread. These things will not trip you up in any way. And you can, but it's just not the bread that you, it's not your go-to, but you have to change that. You have to start going to things that are not in the line of fire. That's how you get out of this. And that's how you get results. Now you want results. It's not about being anti society, but you want results. So you have to get out of that. And so toasting this bread, um, and using that as your base carb, like, and you can use that because you can easily control it. You can do a half slice of bread per day. You can, whatever it is or whole or whatever. And that can be eaten along with little things along the way. Now I use honey too, because I feel like we need a little bit of sugar when we eat just a tad, because that's how we break things down in the body is through the sugar too. Like sugar, not sugar, sugar, but honey, like easily absorbable, powerful honey, which is totally different than sugar, um, allows the body to take something in quickly. And that helps with the process of digestion itself because while you're digesting, you need a little bit of a carburant for your vehicle. So you need a little bit of like sugar, carb, and then you need a little bit of super fast carb, just a little bit. And then you need slow. And so there's a whole gradual, what do you call it, gradient of way uh, of, of uh, what would you call it, of building out your carburant to where your vehicle runs smooth for four or five hours without any need for anything else. Um. So iodine cannot be overlooked. When people talk about proteins and all this stuff on the American system, first thing, the high-protein diet creates this, if, if you can get it to create this super-cut look and all this stuff that they're going for, well, you harm your kidneys in doing that. So it'd be better to go for the original look in the Sistine Chapel, which is stalky and strong, but not cut-cut. Um, little cut, little cuts. Yeah. You see it, you see the muscles, you see the person, but not cut, cut and don't aim it at this kind of thing. You know, like this is the high water, high protein, kill your kidney diet. <laughs> so it has consequences. Um, and what else? Um, yeah. So when people talk about proteins, they forget about iodine and they just skip right over it. 
like iodine's not the key to weight loss. I mean, it's such a key to everything, basically, but especially weight loss. Or, you know, not putting on more weight, too. So iodine helps detoxify the fats in the body. It brings them in and out. And, like, there's a whole, like, way that we need iodine to move fats around if we are trying to lose that weight. And how they influence your hormones, once again, of course, with iodine and thyroxine and your thyroid and everything else. So the problem with iodine is we need animal iodine. We don't need vegetal iodine. I mean, we'll take it if we have to, like through the skin and all that stuff. I get it. Lugol's on the skin, 10, 12 drops, and let it run down you and stain and keep doing it until the stains, like, persist. Um, But animal iodine, one of the strongest forms is uni, which you can find in in H-Mart. Uni is like the inside of a sea urchin, and it's basically cream and iodine mixed together. It's like iodine cream. You eat it, and every single piece of iodine gets in your bloodstream. So very powerful stuff. Probably the most popular item in sushi restaurants in Japan. we got to learn all this stuff from all these cultures now. We don't get to just opt out in our little cultural barbecue. Nope, that's not going to work. You can learn. Barbecue's great. There's, there's, there's positives there. You know, if you're not eating broth, it breaks down some of that conjunctive tissue. You need that for your bones and stuff like that. The problem is the meat itself. So I try to find bison barbecue, which I have been able to find, or lamb. And then that can be another interesting take. But in general, that's just more like fun and games. You have to find a base that you can run with. And then those little things are just social lubrication for your life just to go and do this or that or have a Chick-fil-A once every so often or whatever it is. Like those are just lubrication, but you need the base core of the machine. Um, And so iodine has to be high on your list. Ceviche is a great way to pull that off. Tuna, for example. Um, And smoked salmon, things like that. That's on the normal side. I'm a more Scandinavian, so I go straight into herring and I get all the dirty stuff. But that stuff is powerful. Like you can't replace herring. It's it's intense. But it's hard to find good herring that's in sunflower oil. It's really hard. You have to look it up online, but it's possible to find it. Um if you can find that, you're good. I'm not a big fan of the ones you find everywhere which are in vinegar. I think it destroys the fat matrix of what's in the herring keeps it keeps the calcium matrix which is the bones the thin bones and it helps break them down a little more the acidity but you lose the vitamin d that's so rich in there and the omega-3s i think are also limited by all the acidity so you can also buy the whole fish and you can make all that stuff yourself i met a ukrainian girl she would go to the fish market, buy these small fish, not sardines, but like herring, like herring. I mean, you can find actual fish, you know, but, certain, you know, mackerel, stuff like that. And she'd salt them, let them sit with some herbs and spices and salt, you know, or just salt, whatever. And then let it sit for a few days out, I think, a day or two, and it kind of ferments, starts, and then she put it in the fridge for a couple of weeks. I don't know exactly how she did it, but something like that. And... You know, it starts to have like its own, it's like you're eating raw fish, 
that's a little bit chewy, but the, when you eat it, the power is bam. I mean, you're like, you're like, you you wake up from that, like a, like your strength in your legs and everything. So you can create vitamins out of thin air, basically with that fish. <laughs> they wouldn't be there if you would have just ate that thing raw. You would have got something, yeah, but not as much as you get when you salt it and let it ferment a little bit. Um, you know, not over salt it, but just enough and or brine it or whatever they call it. So learning about iodine, it's also in raw milk. Of course, if you can concentrate that, learn to make buttermilk, which is super easy. takes 24 hours, um, or make farmer's cheese or whatever. Concentrate the iodine. Vanilla also has cofactors for iodine that can be used to pull the iodine up to the surface. So these are a few tricks that sound like boring and like, oh man, he's just on a bunch of little side pockets. Nope, this is core. This is all core. If you can understand it, this is core. This is the way out. It took me a long time to figure this out over here because I lived in France for 15 years. And so I've been able to compare and um, it's not easy to get out for people. Um, but there's a way. Um, so of course you have other things you can add to that. Um, what is some go-tos? Pumpkins are very good. What are they called? Kobashi, I think. These little greenish colored, flatter, a little bit flat pumpkins. Um, with the seeds, you have to get the seeds. That's, that's, that's the treasure of autumn is the pumpkin seeds opening up out of that container. That's the treasure. And we throw the treasure away, which is ridiculous. And we eat just the sugar in there. Now, if it's the kibashis, they're not even just sugar. It almost tastes like pumpkin, like real pumpkin. Like it, it's like it flakes off. It, it has such an, a coloration to it and consistency. Um, like it's really good in soups. It kind of gives them a little color. And um, but get the seeds. You know, that's another secret. Is if all the vegetables are screwed out there, this is a really good one that you can maintain. Because they can't mess it up like they can the others and spraying and all that stuff. So anyway, these are just a few tricks, but they're very powerful if you put them in place. I also recommend, like I said, the foie gras, eating about two lobes, not lobes, what would you call it? Slight lobe slices. They're little one inch, little like handheld, you know, get a couple of those. They're about 12 bucks a pop. Um, get a couple of those. Um, every month for the first three or four months. Yeah. And build out that K2. Stay on the magnesium topical forever, not forever, but at least a year. And make sure your vitamin D is up, which is not easy to find because of the pigs aren't outdoors. They're genetically challenged. Even these like, what do they call it? They call them like, Heritage breed, all that stuff is crap. You need like, you got to go outside the system and it's hard. In Texas, you can pull it off because thank God for our freedoms here. We have red wattle, we have longhorn, we have all these things that don't exist in other states because they're not allowed. And so, um, yeah. So how would I do that? 
you know, I go to Russian shops. They have like usually a section or Italian, Russian, Italian kind of shops. You can find like bacon kind of, it's like Italian jaw, jaw um, what is it? It's like fat back and different things that they send over from Portugal and stuff. And so these have a lot of vitamin D in them. They don't cost a lot because it's just the fat. But very important as an add-on to the diet. Guanciale. I forget that name. That's an Italian version of the same thing. And then like the hams like Parma and prosciutto and stuff, the fat there, very powerful. You can find those at Costco in bulk. Like um, already sliced and everything from Parma. So you got to get the vitamin D. And so that's the way to do that. Um, and also the herring, of course. Um, but yeah, this is like an easy way. I'm trying to find a simpler way for people to do things. And I'd say that's pretty much it right there. So yeah, come check us out for the best magnesium on earth at theheartoftradition.com in glass, one ingredient.